I was busy thinking about Floyd. Pink Floyd. Discussed via the podcast Sync Floyd. Welcome to Sync Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's Pink Floyd and Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and he's been receiving all your letters. It's your crush, James Barron. Hi Hello. there, Gareth. It's me, James Barron, one of two possible heartthrobs for you, vying <laughs> for your attention on this podcast. How's it going, <laughs> my friend? Going well. Uh, I... I almost want to just speed past. Thank you for calling me your friend. Um, you're my friend too. Hey. I want to speed past the pleasantries though, because we oh. watched 2018's To All the Boys I Loved Before. Yeah. I've spent the whole week thinking about this movie. Wow. I need to know, what did you think of this movie? It was all right. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so I, I jam-packed my day today full of this movie and that like I watched it twice uh, as I am sometimes want to do, like a child behind on their homework, I will cram it into the last minute and just yeah. binge watch this movie uh, in order to cover it off with the show. And um, yeah, it's it's like it's fine. It's it's a good movie. I would say it's well made. It's just not mm. for me. I think I'm not definitely yeah. not the target audience of this movie. And you know, like it, it was it was an enjoyable watch. But it's not a movie I would seek out. Um, mm. I don't know. I'd recommend it to like fans of rom coms. You know, it, it was. Okay. It was. <laughs> my full review is: it yeah. was charming and inoffensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's very, very sincere in a way. I feel like we haven't encountered on the show before. It's definitely. Like- Every rom-com we've um, covered has had, like, one raised eyebrow. This one, the eyebrows are low, the eyes are locked. Yeah, and, and the staring yeah. of, stare of loving affection and mm. no irony whatsoever. It's going to be really hard for me to make fun of this movie, I think. <laughs> it's going to be harder for me, James, because... So, I'd never seen this movie. I, yeah. I have two running things I need to tell you about it, but Go I'm going to start with the second one. Okay. Um... So, without revealing how I felt about it, oh. I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of my review. No. I watched it. <laughs> See ya. I then, the next night, watched the sequel to All the Boys I Loved Before, P.S. I Still Love You. Oh, my and God. And then the night after that, alone, I watched To All the Boys Always and Forever, the third one. <laughs> yeah. I mean... And then, yeah, went back to the back to the first one today to re- give that another rewatch, this time with Pink Floyd. I can't lie, <laughs> I am intrigued that there are three, and this oh, is, yeah. that this is secretly a trilogy, well, not really secretly, that this is a trilogy of movies. I'm, mm. I was kind of shocked to learn that after my first watch, honestly, because <laughs> I was like, wow, that's, that's that wrapped up, but no, this is from... Yeah. An adaptation of a series of uh, books, New York Times mm. best-selling books... Um, of oh, the yes. same name and I, of which I had never heard before again, cause it's not <laughs> in my like sphere of knowledge, you know? Mm. Um, but it was, yeah. Like, I feel like the fact that you've just like watched the whole series <laughs> does reveal somewhat your feelings. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I chose this to cover because, you know, we hadn't covered like a Netflix rom-com and that's like it's such true. a big thing these days and like if we're going to cover every movie ever made we'd better absolutely carve off a spot into this world and 
I thought it was going to be a very different movie. I thought mm. it was going to be... So the premise is Lara Jean, her love letters to all her crushes get sent out. I thought it was going to be like a feature-length version of the classic, like, send a text to the wrong person TV show episode. or like, Oh, wow, yeah. Which goes back ages. Like, there was... um, I Love Lucy apparently did it with letters, and Lucy had to, like, you know, stop the post office and stuff. Hmm. So I was expecting, like, Lara Jean, maybe she's hiding out in a mailbox. She's trying to stop these letters. And then she learns, like, you've got to express yourself or something like that. Instead, we get that for, like, that kind of big idea for maybe, like, one scene. And the rest of it, it's very much like a a pre-Jaws kind of 70s movie. Yeah. (laughs) This is my hot take. Okay. It's, it slows down. It just becomes about two characters. It's... Yeah, it's not a high-concept movie at all, really, no. after the initial letters get sent out. It just kind of becomes a, will these, can these people learn to love each other? How, how are the repercussions of that and all their, like, little intricacies? Sure. And to spoil the rest of the franchise, it remains like that. It's just like, okay. oh, how are they going to do in the next year of high school? How will they yeah. do when they're going to college? Um, there is a character in the sequel called John Ambrose, who I think we're, oh. I think you're going to love all when right. you get, if you ever see him. I mean, it's going to be think... this all for the next like three weeks, surely. I don't know. Like... <laughs> yeah. Instead of doing like a Halloween special for the next month. <laughs> just, we're just sorry. We're staying with these boys. Booked with the boys. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Been planned for months. No, like, um, yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. I had a very yeah. similar reaction in that, like. This yeah, this movie is like it's predictable in a way, but it's just yeah, it's it's very relaxed and mm. um yeah, it's it's just an exploration of character and you're yeah, you hit you're hit with that concept at the start that this is like, oh no, what's gonna happen? And then it's just like, yeah, here's what happens. There's no mm. real twists or anything like that. Um but yeah, it was it was enjoyable. I d I don't know. Yeah, I, could- I think Maybe I sought out the sequel because I wanted to learn more about the other boys. Yes. And then that's sort of not... Like, yeah, you meet one of the other boys. So you've clocked up four out of the five boys and you get a glimpse of this fifth boy. But, like... Well... Yeah, it's not really... Oh, sorry. At the end of the movie, they set up, like, a... um, As, like, a final joke thing. They set up one of them as, like, a new... Like, oh, no, this guy's entered the ring. Like, what's going to happen now? Like... That kind of thing. But apparently the sequels don't explore that at all. It, was, it genuinely no. was a throwaway. Like, Yeah, exactly. Okay. Even Josh doesn't come back in the sequels. It's, Damn. Yeah, it just becomes about um, Laura Jean and Kavinsky. Wow. And yeah. Rest in peace, Josh, I guess. <laughs> Bodied out <laughs> of the film. Yeah. Man. Fair enough. I, would, I wouldn't come back after my role. <laughs> if I played Josh... <laughs> There's no way. There's not enough money in the world to bring me back. Wow. All right. Not yeah, a Josh here. I got... I Okay. So, yeah. <clears throat> because this movie is, like, fairly simple, I've got some, like, fresh hot takes out the oven for you based okay. on what's going on. So, yeah. We'll get into it. Okay. Uh, and how it yeah. synced with uh, Pink Floyd, Gareth, eh? Yeah. Let's dive on in. We've got... I've, yeah. Like you said... We've got a very nice, easy plot to recap, but a yeah. lot of, like, little details I'm ready yeah. to talk to you about. Many intricacies to it, mm. but it's not, yeah, it's not, uh, it's sort of by the numbers, but in a way, yeah, it's 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 a fresh take on that, on that story. Yeah. Um, okay, 
let's do it. Speak to me. Opening credits. You know the drill. Um, we've got. It's like a romance novel opening scene mm. kind of thing here. Like very. T- you'd see this on a book cover. We've got um, Lara Jean in a like red dress wandering through the field from. Um, oh God, what was it? The Gladiator. Um, yeah. <laughs> except it, everything's not blue. Um, and yeah, there's like a farmhand version of Josh. <laughs> out here which i like a lot mm. <laughs> um but yeah she's just sort of having like a fantasy that gets interrupted by her sister and uh her dad is making a family dinner as we go into breathe and mm. we meet the family basically we've got a main character uh the the covey Co- covey covey family covey covey yeah. um lara jane who i will henceforth uh refer to as lj in my notes oh. So did I. For, <laughs> We're such good friends. For ease of writing. There's a proposed nickname later on that we'll get to, but mm. um, I've gone with LJ personally. Um, we've got uh, Margot, the older sister, and Kitty, the younger sister, who's Catherine. Um, mm. And they're yeah, all sisters uh, living with uh, the dad, Dr. Covey. I don't believe he has a, a first name that we hear. Um, Not from memory, no. No, but uh, he is a... <laughs> Uh, gynecologist uh, who uh, is widowed. <laughs> this is yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the mum's dead, and he's a doctor, and that's kind of the the intro. We get all this like very quickly fed to us as information, um, just through dialogue. It's not bad, um, mm. and yeah, uh, just vibing out, having a having a family dinner over breathe. We've got uh, also here is Josh, who yes. is. Um, Margot's current boyfriend and uh, best friend, I guess, of um, LJ. Mm. Uh, been friends with him for a long time, like since before Margot started going out with them. Um, and yeah, she uh, secretly has a crush on him as well, yes. on old Josh. But of course, because her older sister is with Josh, she can't say anything. Um, but anyway uh josh uh so uh sorry margot is going away to college for uh yeah she's finished high school and so she's off to college in scotland Mm. Uh, we don't find out where in scotland but that's pretty cool um yeah and josh tries to surprise her by going along with her he's booked plane tickets to i guess like come along and see her settle in i don't really know maybe he's just gonna stay there forever it's not no, really I clear. Because he's, <clears throat> he's still got another year of high school. So right. I think he's just going to pop in. But Okay. Yeah, he drops this out of the blue on her. Yeah. As, um, and the dad goes, oh, look at Josh setting up, uh, stepping up. And Pink Floyd also approved because they sing uh, Don't Be Afraid to Care. So, there yeah. you go. Yeah, he the is. The father figures are all into it. But yeah. <laughs> Margaret's not. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea that the Floyds are like father, <laughs> like second, playing second father figure for the for the family here. That's really good. Um, <laughs> Very unrelated father figure fact based on a film ooh. we've covered before. A lot of Fs in that sentence. I like that. I found out today that the... Um, the guy who played a Morton Joe oh, in yeah. Mad, Mad Max Fury Road. My father figure. Yeah, he made sure all the war boys off, off camera called him daddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, that tracks. That's yeah. wonderful news. And they all had their own gym, those actors oh, that would work out in. And the war he boy put gym? up photos of himself all over the gym. <laughs> this is... 
fucking great. This is this should have been in the movie. We should have seen right? the war boy Jim with just like huge ornate portraits of Joe up around. Yeah. God damn. That's a wonderful diversion, Gareth. I'm glad that you oh. brought that to my attention. <laughs> I was like, I've got to tell James, but I can't just tell him as a civilian. There has to be a microphone. <laughs> no, our friendship is, is long gone. It's strictly business from here on out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. So, we've got... Um, yeah. So, she is... Margot doesn't give the reaction that Josh was hoping for. She's sort of, like, taken aback by this. And then they go and have a chat outside where uh, Margot dumps Josh before mm. going away to Scotland. Based on advice from her mum, who uh, told her to never... To not have a boyfriend when she's going into college. Which is, like, reasonable advice. It's not... It's practical advice. It's not... Yeah. It's fairly callous, but, like, it's pretty reasonable. Like, you're taking a huge step and your life is going to change pretty dramatically. Having a boyfriend that's still in high school is, like, you know, pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's weird, though, because the mother would have passed away, like... Very early. 10 years earlier or nine years earlier. Yeah. So it's kind of strange advice to give to an eight-year-old, but... <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I didn't think of that at all. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Maybe it was in a big pile of advice, like yeah. getting all the advice out. The big but, advice book yeah. in case I die um, mm. that you receive when you're eight. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, um, up from the window, LJ is watching this take place and sort of having a flashback to, um, tell us about their relationship and that she was, um, friends with Josh. She says that he was his, her first, um, boyfriend with the, with a large space in between those words. Mm. And, um, yeah, she was like, she's secretly in love with him, but only realized those feelings until after, uh, Margot started going out with him so it's like mm. and even now that they broke up she still won't like double back and start going out with Josh now that Margot's gone uh to college because yeah she doesn't want to do that to her sister she doesn't make it awkward or whatever um yeah as part of this flashback we see them hanging out and they propose a, a dichotomy question would you um, drink only water for the rest of your life or you can drink anything you like, but it has a drop of pee in it? And mm. importantly, it's yellow pee. Um, yeah. Gareth, I propose this dichotomy to you. What What is your choice? Um, I'm going to have to go water. I don't know if I could do it. Dude, I'm a hard same on water. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm good with water. Like, if, just knowing that everything else that I drink has a bit of pee in it and I don't know whose pee it is. Like, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, that's the worst part, eh? It's no like, way. Where's this coming from? It doesn't really matter. I just I, mm. don't, I don't want it. I don't want that in my life. Even a drop. I'm like, nah. Yeah, I'm wondering how I could use this for my advantage in any way. Like, I pretend I'm about to drink something, the pee magically arrives, and then I, like, I don't know, use it to sterilize a wound instead. Maybe. You just only drink pee like beer grills. You just become yeah. a, f a pee drinking fiend. I don't know. Uh, and actually, if beer grills made this choice and he started drinking pee, then the pee would become a little bit of pee based on the magic of the yeah. dichotomy. He'd probably so pick water as well, though, right? Because then every drink would become water through the <gasps> magic of the the wish or whatever right like anything you drink just is water 
Oh know. my gosh. Yeah, you've nailed it on that. Yeah, right? You can just drink any, like, poisons, <laughs> caustic yeah. liquids, and they become water. You just join the circus and you're golden. <laughs> yeah, or, like, yeah, you get lost in the desert. You just fill a cup with some dust. You're like, I'm going to drink it. It's suddenly water. I feel like it still has to be liquid, but, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but fair enough. I like I like where your head's at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've cracked it. I love solving a dichotomy. There we go. We fixed it. We gained yeah. the system yet again here on St. Floyd. Um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> over this discussion, Pink Floyd are not keen on, I think they're water drinkers as well, because they mm. say that this is a race towards an early grave. <laughs> uh, as we go into On the Run. Uh, where uh, LJ is seen third wheeling it on a movie date and mm. movie theater. Don't do this. This sucks. This is just bad relationship shit with your with your family. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get that your your boyfriend is like good friends with your sister, but I don't know. I feel like this shouldn't have happened. It's weird. Oh, I don't know. I've third wheeled to many a movie. Sometimes you just <laughs> got right. to take take the option you can if you want to see the movie like i mean you've only got a few chances to see black widow yeah if if the rest of the crew have gone and you're stuck with your sister and um her boyfriend you're gonna have to go i suppose so i suppose there's worse people to go and see movies with yeah but this is yeah this is it appears to be like some kind of they could be watching this movie and i feel like it wouldn't be a good fit yeah everyone in the cinema is smooching except for yeah like yeah a great vibe Anyway, so she is dealing with these uh, feelings and the way she deals with it is by writing letters. Um, So she writes a letter to the boy that she likes, expressing her feelings in like full detail to Mm. them. Um, She addresses those letters and then like hides them in a little box forever, which is honestly like fairly decent advice, especially for Mm. like processing feelings when you're in high school, writing things down and like working through your problems is always a good strategy like it lets you think i do this shit all the time not specifically with like love letters or whatever but like writing stuff out helps me solve problems it's a good strategy yeah oh absolutely i did it in high school i remember writing out stuff about crushes and then feeling a yeah. the crush kind of go away once i'd written it down it well, you was just, really quite really worked you just like it, instead of like agonizing about it you write out exactly how you're feeling and you like categorize it or you like mm. you you process it right and you yeah. feel better for doing so because then you you know how you feel about it and it's all there on the page right like that's yeah yeah it's i think yeah it's only ever going to make you feel better right Unless you're doing, like, the the crazy scrawling of, like, why don't they love me? Like, that kind of thing. That was the contents of one of the letters. We didn't see it, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, like, I have a weird trait where I believe a lot of my ideas are good until I write them down. And then I can see them as not good and I can let them go. Hmm. So it's very, yeah, in that regard, also very helpful, like, for like comedy or business or something just be like sure. oh no that's not gonna work <laughs> <laughs> oh good thank you instead oh, of like build it up in your head for years and then finally explain your comic book idea about immortals to your girlfriend and she tells you that's really similar to the plot of netflix's the old guard gareth oh my gosh you know? <laughs> except just a little worse i mean it could still work i don't know i haven't seen the documents so <laughs> You know, don't give up anyway. on your dreams just in case. Okay. Yeah. 
it works out for this girl, you know, like she writes down some of these things and like she doesn't fully give up on them. So, you mm. know, uh, but anyway, um, also it's at this point that as she's writes this, uh, letter to Josh, she starts like Tyler Durdening him into the room. Um, he just yes. starts appearing in and around her and like speaking to her directly from her mind. Um, I love that this is addressed directly in the text of the movie because they talk about Fight Club in it. <laughs> like, I think that that's like pretty clever, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. I, I was impressed mm. when Fight Club came up in the movie after this happened. I was like, oh shit, it's like Fight Club. <laughs> but yeah. That's such a good point, but they position it, she hasn't seen it. So yeah, yeah it's like, you know, we know we're doing this, but move, like kind of move along. Almost. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, that's I, how I you was, do it. I was pretty impressed, honestly. But mm. yeah, like it, it was, it was fun. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll deal with that more in a bit. Uh, yes, we will. Yeah. Oh, oh, we will. Um, yeah, we get the the crash sound and on the run at the end. Um, over just shots of the cityscape. I don't know where this is set, by the way. Um, I couldn't. I believe it's it. Portland. Okay, Oregon. Nice. Yeah, but shot in Vancouver. I uh, looked at coof. some goofs because I thought I saw um, someone's hair length change, yeah. but that was just my eyes. Okay. But yeah, one of the goofs is you can tell it's Vancouver in one shot. Fair. I mean, a lot of things are shot in Vancouver. It's That's true. Thing. Vancouver never plays <laughs> itself. That's a very good video by every, fam- every frame of painting that you should check I've out. I've seen that video. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah. Anyway, Margot is dealing with this breakup in her own way and that she likes to sort of Marie Kondo her life and Mm. um, just throw everything that she doesn't need away all the time. Uh, And so that's how she processes her feelings by like discarding of uh, a bunch of stuff and living a very like clean picked over life, Um, including throwing away Josh as a person basically which is pretty a pretty harsh take on that that lj posits i was like damn that's pretty rough um i don't think she made the decision lightly but anyway um yeah so they go and see margot off the airport this airport by the way is some kind of nightmare industrialist (laughs) brutalist concrete building (laughs) yeah if this is the oregon airport the portland airport like it looks more like an art museum or something. <laughs> it's wild, this building. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt, like, crushed <laughs> while I was in this scene. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was, it's fun. They, like, see her off. There's a bit of a joke about um, magazines. They get her a whole bunch of magazines and then, yeah, you know, see her off. She's gone mm. to Scotland. She doesn't even look back because that's not Margot, man. Nah, man, that ain't Margot. She <laughs> she ain't about that life. Um, yeah, so LJ was uh, told to go through some of her stuff to give away to Goodwill as well. Um, and she tries to do that, but doesn't really get too far. Um, and yeah, then we see them starting the new school year, the two remaining sisters. Uh, they're starting 11th and 6th grade, respectively, um, placing uh lj at 16 and uh kitty at 11 in case you're wondering um yeah and then she's already driving to school as well at 16 which is pretty impressive and but she's still not very confident or good at it yet but that's fine um 
there's a recurring thing here. So when they get back to school, there's a huge banner that says welcome back in a big mm. cursive font. And this banner is a recurring motif just to show the passing of time throughout the movie. It, it, it says the like the months, which is just such a strange thing to have in a school when you think about it in context. Just a big banner yeah. that says November. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like, surely... by the time it gets to November 21st, you're like, yeah, we know. Yeah, they could have put like anything else up there like something going on in the school that shows that it's november like mm. just be a bit more creative i don't know like what events is the school holding not just the word november but fine i mean the school then only has to make 12 banners and use them from now until the end of time yeah it's just the <laughs> the Sept- it's september through <laughs> through august and then welcome back like <laughs> that's it just like those that's all they've got all they need you know mm. oh my god um i mean oh, i guess it'd be october through august never mind i don't know how months work it's been a year no. all the u.s school system yeah it's all it's all different over there mm. uh we bump into literally uh, lj literally bumps into jen uh our antagonist i guess for the movie she's a like mean girls uh type character Who's mm. like very pretty and um, ex best friends with LJ, um, who they like broke up their friendship based on some drama from middle school. Mm. Um, we get like a quick flashback to that. It was one of the guys that she wrote a letter to, uh, Peter. Um, and yeah, we'll get to him in a little bit, but we, uh, we're also introduced to uh, Jen's cousin, who is uh, uh, LJ's current best friend. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird being like <laughs> friends with someone and then friends with their cousin immediately after, but whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, her name's Chris, and she's like a sort of classic alt lesbian type with a hat, you know? <laughs> she's sort yeah. of a caricature. I don't know. Like, that's just the vibe that I got. I feel like she'd be walking out of like a music video from the 90s. Mm. Uh, yeah, she definitely listens to Pink Floyd. Oh, There's yeah. no doubt about that. Definitely. Yeah. I love <laughs> later on she was, like, described as going to an EDM show and then she corrects people and says, like, actually, it was more, like, kind of a rock thing. She was at a <laughs> yeah. Pink Floyd concert, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what else are we doing here, guys? <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, anyway, and, yes, uh, we get uh, Jen's current boyfriend, Peter, who is, yeah, one of the non-recipients of a letter... Mm. in uh lj's care um she recalls back to the time when um they were playing spin the bottle in seventh grade they play i like that it's seventh grade and they're spinning a bottle of seven up i thought that was kind of cool <laughs> oh yeah um but anyway uh yeah they are playing spin the bottle and jen didn't want anyone to kiss uh peter because she was crushing on him uh, mm. but it's a game and and they they do the kiss and she it was such a core thing to her that they broke uh, off the friendship after that like that's wild to me to hold mm. that level of grudge but fair enough um yeah super enemies because of this one weird interaction um yeah spin the bottle man ruins ruins friendships yeah that apparently. and truthful dear ban yeah. them ban them from schools yeah 
uh but yeah that's just high school that's it, it felt very real to me this yeah. like high school level of drama i was instantly transported um yeah we talked in our um clueless episode about how recapping these movies does feel like you've just got home and you've got to tell your friend who was sick like all the gossip oh, yeah. they missed at school it definitely does that's how i feel yeah. right now for sure <laughs> exactly yeah, you're tucked Instead, up and- we're just way too old for it <laughs> We're both tucked up in bed with chicken soup, just explaining yeah. this weird day that one of us had. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Mm. Uh, oh, get well soon, hypothetical us. Yeah, please. Uh, so, also, Josh is just, like, lurking in the background of the shots, being pointedly ignored by LJ. Um, yeah. Basically because she feels too awkward about this, like, change in relationship now that Margot has gone. She doesn't know, like, where they're at. Um, and so, so, she's just, like, ignoring her friend and not talking to him, which I think is kind of messed up. Like, he's... Yeah, like... Two days after a breakup. Exactly. Him, like, much. he's in a bad space because he's had broken up with your fr- with your friend's sister. Like, give the give the guy some comfort. I don't know. It seems like a jerk move, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we see... Uh, <laughs> I've written a very... Uh, like, I'm doing a book report. This next line. LJ Ooh. struggles to find her place in junior year and in the cafeteria. Whoa. <laughs> um, and so uh, she goes to the library and um, sits up to eat lunch there because she can't find a place in the caf- cafeteria with all these new people. Um, mm. And <laughs> my, one of my favorite parts of the movie where I, I paused oh, yeah. the movie and laughed out loud because she bites into a carrot and then a very angry looking library goer points to a sign that says soft foods only with a carrot expressly forbidden on the sign with a like a strike through on a like cartoon carrot love this love this specific sign it's so good it looks embroidered as well yeah handcrafted by a librarian who just Mm. has fucking hates carrots Oh my god it's so good it's a joke that doesn't quite belong in this movie but no. i love it so much i want to take it to every movie now i kind of want that sign yeah soft foods oh, only it's so weird <laughs> such a strange thing to have i'll put it up in my office um what if that's our like sink floyd merchandise is it's uh, <laughs> it's the dark side of the moon album cover but it says soft foods only <laughs> I feel like that makes us sound even more like boomers. It's wonderful. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we cannot eat any hard foods because our teeth have rotted away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah. Lock it in. Um, yeah. It's our secret passphrase. If you say soft foods only to us, if you see us out in the streets of the world, um, we'll know. We'll know that you yeah. listen. All right. We activate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's sleeper agents. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, so she can't go to the library and has to go to the bleachers where Josh is hanging out, also alone. Uh, And then, yeah, they sort of, like, reconcile their relationship and where Josh is at after this whole Margot breakup thing. Mm. Um, He's like, are we cool? And she's like, yeah, we're cool. And uh, he asks her if she knew about the breakup and she says, nah, it was a blind side for her too. And yeah, it's all good, basically. Back to being friends. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It feels like nothing's going to complicate this. No, until... it's all good. She says, yeah, yeah she's not going to act on her feelings because she doesn't want to, like, mess things up with Margot. Like, she doesn't want to do that with her, like, mess her sister over. So, 
yeah, she's going to keep mm. those feelings to herself as she always has. And, um, yeah, uh, she's going, she's leaving school and she nearly hits, uh, that Peter guy again with her car, yeah. uh, nearly runs him over backing out. And he just like comes up to the window and like rips into her about her driving capabilities. <laughs> like just sort of like playfully ribbing her you know like oh yeah this is when we fully we've met peter but this is when we meet peter and pink floyd yeah they sing they wail away with great gig in the sky as they are charmed by peter oh yeah laying laying on the cool charm you can smell it in the air um (laughs) yeah it's all it's wafting from this man somehow um Uh, yeah but yeah here he is peter um they're like it's it's strange because Josh and Peter are very similar looking guys. Um, mm, this was very difficult. My first watch, I was like, "Wait, which one?" Oh, right. Yeah, they're both tall, curly haired, curly brown haired boys. And yeah, strong eyebrow game. Yeah, one's yeah. just slightly buffer than the other one. You know, like that's, that's it. Yeah, kind of it. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's what they most- treat it. They treat it like it's the hugest difference. Like Peter calls yeah. Josh like a Bonavere wannabe at one point. Yeah, which is a weird dig. I didn't understand that at all, but fair no, enough. No, he doesn't look at all like Bonavere. No. Beard. Maybe he's Bonavere like in temperament. I don't know. Mm. But <laughs> even that, like they, yeah, they are just slightly too similar for like, yeah, I don't know, us casual moviegoers. Probably in the book, they come across very different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I could tell them apart. It was fine. I wasn't getting confused <laughs> as to, like, who was who, but I don't... Oh, I yeah, don't, neither. I don't have a baby's mind <laughs> where I forget oh. faces. This movie was so tricky for me because as soon as any character left frame, I thought they'd vanished. I was yeah. so scared. I thought they were dead. Mm. Just, just gone. I mean, that happens with some characters, I believe. No? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't see Josh after the end. <laughs> yeah fucking rip and peace josh see ya yeah uh anyway uh yeah so they leave together anyway and well not no sorry uh they leave in the car and Mm. yeah she'll be okay yes the sisters and then they hang out over the weekend and watch golden girls together and Mm. kitty like expresses concern as a like quite a high level of thought from this 11 year old where she's like why are you hanging out with me and watching golden girls when you're a 16 year old high school student you know like what is going on here surely you should be kitty even had to cancel her plans to hang out yeah this was all lj had gone weird flex but okay um (laughs) yeah yeah anyway they're watching golden girls and yeah she's like it's fine i like hanging out with you and watching this and uh she is uh, i like that her line about like what do you think margo's doing right now and she just says crack <laughs> which is like <laughs> laying into the scottish thing of um the crack yeah which is a thing that i like learned way later on in life there's a bar in, a scottish bar in christchurch called the crack that everyone mm. calls the crake because that's how it's spelled and yeah. everyone in this town is dumb <laughs> and yeah it's just everyone calls it that even though that's completely wrong i imagine that like actual scottish people are fully enraged by that um well it gets worse um that's an irish bar and oh no is an irish term no so there was an era in this film as well but oh god i've upset literally everyone Oh, no, it. it's right. We come at it from different angles because I would—I only just learned from you just then that it wasn't called the Crake. 
yeah. and you just learned from me that it was Irish. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> we're all learning <laughs> together. Yeah. All right. I'll forgo my There's embarrassment a- for the moment. I remember being in um, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Oh. And uh, that's in America for all our international <laughs> Whoa. Um, and seeing an identical The Crack bar, like, oh, wow. to the one in Christchurch. And, like, that one has a reputation for being incredibly uncool. And then I was in, like, the cool place in the world. And I was like, huh, stars just like us. They still have The Crack over there. Yeah. It's, it's always there, just lurking. Mm. Everyone's got The Crack. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I like the, uh, yeah, I just enjoyed that joke. And then Kitty's going to take matters into her own hands. And that's the crack. That's that's what's (laughs) happening. All right. Um, And yeah, the following week, we go into uh, money uh, on the Monday, money on the Monday. And um, we see uh, Peter has somehow received his letter from LJ, the, the secret letter that she wrote to him in seventh grade about her feelings. And she sees this, they're like running track at the moment and uh, just has a sort of panic attack and faints mm. at the overload of high school embarrassment. Um, oh, as you would. Yeah. So she like full on goes down and yeah, he helps her up. He's like, oh, I'm flattered, but like I just broke up with Jen. Uh, so I'm not really <laughs> in a place mm. to deal with that. Um, and yeah, she's like sort of reeling from this when she sees Josh over Peter's shoulder, also holding his letter that she recently wrote to him. And it's like, oh no, she sort of freaks about this. And as like a panic reaction, uh, lunges into a kiss Mm. on on Peter. Now the logic here is that this is some like insane quick thinking on her part, but she's saying, she's saying that if, uh, if Josh thinks that she is in a relationship with Peter, then he won't talk to her about the letter because it would be too awkward to bring up as like a relationship thing. I don't know. They're old friends. So it seems like a stretch in general. Um, but yeah, it's very weird. And the kiss as well is incredibly out of character for her. Yeah. To just kind of leap on him. The fact that she thinks there'll be no repercussions from this is pretty insane. But she is acting on like a wild instinct at this point and just sort of trying things. Um, That's true. And she's been raised on like 80s movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. She's probably assumed like. And romance novels. Like her animal brain probably knows like animal brain being like your basic basic instinct probably Mm. just went to what have I seen? What have I seen work? Yeah. Okay, I, this has to work, like, with no logic behind it. Yeah, that makes sense mm. to me. Um, anyway, after this yeah. kiss, she sort of just runs away, leaving these <laughs> both these guys, like, completely bewildered as to what yeah. the fuck's going on. Um, and her PE teacher is yeah. also bewildered. He's like, go do two laps, and then she just leaves. And he's like, the yeah. fuck? That's not how PEs works. Come on. That's not where the laps are. You're not, <laughs> not of the school. <laughs> 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 uh but yeah she runs away and hides in the bathroom where the third recipient of a letter mm. appears lucas james who um was her beau from the freshman homecoming dance who we get a brief flashback to that where they hit it off as just sort of two stag going along little people yeah. 
and then they have a have a boogie together and yeah, yeah she, a boogie that syncs very well with money by pink floyd yeah it's a good good mm. time this whole dance is pretty sick actually it's like yeah. a nautical theme there's like yeah. portholes and life preservers on the wall this looks fun um mm. But yeah. And like everyone watches, it's so funny, it like pans out as they go and start their dance and the yeah. camera kind of follows them. And then a teacher kind of comes into the frame as it pans past her and she is clapping and cheering and it looks like she's just been watching them the whole night and it's like, <laughs> finally, they're dancing. Yay. Fucking finally. She's then, the assigned chaperone that's just been like yeah. hovering the entire time, bored out of her mind. <laughs> yeah. Trying to create some kind of drama. Yeah. Oh my god, dance chaperone has to be like one of the worst like parental requirements. Mm. It must suck being a chaperone at a dance. I'd be bored out of my mind. It might be better now oh, yeah. that you have like headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, oh, phones in general, really. Just got to watch these damn kids struggle with mm. their emotions. Ugh. Yeah, listen to the music the kids have requested. Yeah, right. This Although, isn't Pink guess- Floyd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if school dancers are still playing the Grease Megamix. Wow. I mean, All the probably. Songs from Greece. In New Zealand, yeah. probably yes, I would say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're stuck in a sort of, we've never really left the 80s technologically. But, yeah. You know, things, things have a sticking power here. Um, yeah. It took us a while to get to the 80s. It probably, yep. We got to the 80s around the 90s and then we just never left. Yeah, we're just staying there. The 80s yeah. is pretty good. Things like, we're pretty great then, you know? <laughs> Yeah. By comparison. Good music. Yeah. Good clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back in a big way. Um, anyway, uh, Lucas James is here outside the um, bathroom. And honestly, Lucas James is probably the most on the level guy in this whole film. Oh, yeah. He has cu- brought this letter back and is saying, like, I thought you'd want this back because it's, it seems pretty personal and I don't think you would have wanted it delivered to me. Like, mm. he, like, instantly sort of knows what's going on here. It's, like, it's kind of wild that he has that level of, like, thought. Uh, yeah. And also, yeah, he's just, like, so, like, comfortable with who he is. He reveals to her that um, he's gay, like, semi-openly. And, mm. like, like, he says, oh, my mom knows and, like, a couple of guys that I know know, but... Not everybody knows, um, so I'm dealing with it. It's high school. And, like, that's yeah. so forward-thinking for someone that's 16 years old. Like, right? holy shit. I was wowed by Lucas James. Yeah. Like, I love that this moment also is what makes their friendship. Like, they yeah. were really friends, and now they're, they're friends for, like, the rest of the franchise. Yeah. For this, like, at least for what I've seen the rest of the movie, like, that's yeah. fucking cool. I, yeah. yeah, shout outs to Lucas James. You're like yeah. one of my favorites in the in the whole movie. I would say, <laughs> let's put him in more movies. Let's just slide yeah. him into get him the in there. Thing. Yeah, oh, just a good guy. Um, mm. But yeah, so she's like, so he's like helping her deal with this at this moment already as well. She, she's like reeling from this horrible thing, and then this guy's like she thought was going to be an extra level to the nightmare is just like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. so, so good. So refreshing. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we get like a driving home montage over the money, over the chill part of the money solo. Yeah. Which is very strange. Yeah. Um, it's all shot like droney and yeah. very interestingly. <laughs> In the middle of the night, like <laughs> very strange. Hmm. 
And she's searching for, um, LJ is searching for the box of letters, um, trying to figure out what happened. But of course it's gone. Uh, and, um, yeah, the dad, uh, hypothesizes that it could have been taken out with this stuff going to goodwill. Uh, cause, and we get like a cutaway to her throwing <laughs> things away to goodwill, which is like completely unnecessary, but fine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we obviously know what the truth is already. It's, mm. it's quite obvious what happened, but, um, anyway, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just funny that this is the theory. It's so paper thin. Like what <laughs> happens when it gets to goodwill? Did the goodwill postman find the letters? And he's like, well, better post these, do my due diligence. Like, yeah, I don't know. It seems weird. Mm. We all know all good goodwill employees secretly wish they were postal service workers so you know i guess it does fit the name it would be a goodwill move mm. to post unposted letters i've got to admit that yeah yeah living up to the brand loyalty there so it turns a goodwill into a great will true yes <laughs> um so we see the also that the camp boyfriend's letter got returned um yes. yeah so he sir not appearing in this film um, the camp boyfriend. I presume he's going to be coming up in later sequels. I don't know. He's like the only like non-feature in this movie. No, he's the one who is in the credits. And is then he? The mock, the mock debate boyfriend is the one who is in the next one. Oh, okay. I'm inventing yeah. a whole guy then. I thought there was like a whole separate like camp boyfriend that we didn't see. Like a no, there super a camp- early. Oh. See, that's what I wanted from this film really was like, an emotional like scott pilgrim versus the world essentially yeah like, yeah yeah that's kind of all what i was boys. expecting yeah i thought like maybe all of or some of the boys would have been secretly obsessed with her and like yeah. this their chance and all these hijinks and you know i'm happy with what i got but i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna that's maybe why i watched the rest is i wanted to collect these boys yeah and With i couldn't the pokemon master within you came out and you yeah. needed to collect all five yeah, um, but yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a camp boyfriend that just isn't on screen. And then there's the model yeah. UN one, which is like the fourth one before Josh. I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's Josh, there's Peter, there's Lucas. Yeah. Then there's camp boyfriend who shows up in the credits. And oh, then they, like they during keep... the credits or like, yes. Oh, Okay. Did you stay for the credits? I didn't stay for the credits. I didn't know there was a credits mid-credits scene or anything like that. Oh, boy. I failed. That's failed where mission. the confusions come from. That's yeah. your, Okay, so we're both right. Okay, good. Okay. Ugh. I was talking pre-credits scene where we see the, like, alumni guy, the blonde guy, Ooh, appear at the front again. door. Oh, oh, my goodness. Man, watching movies is hard. I was going to send you for two laps, but I think we both need to go do two laps. All right. I'm just going to do mine around the school. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get get to the end of the movie. At the end of this podcast, we'll we'll have a definitive uh, reading on what actually happened. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But we've got to get there. Uh, She fight clubs um, Josh back into her room, who's just sort of Hmm. like tormenting her by reading the letter that she wrote aloud. This is very Tyler Durden-y. Like, yeah. <laughs> just psychological warfare from yourself. Uh, you know, like, brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he, 
And then real Josh, like, comes to the house to try and, like, talk to LJ like a normal human would in this situation. And she runs away again. She, like, flees to a cafe. Yeah, um, she climbs out of her window and falls off the roof, which was very yeah, dramatic. Quite a big yeah. fall. Like, I feel like you yeah. get hurt. Like, she goes, like, ow, ow, ow. But, like, that's, like, six feet or something. It's pretty far. Yeah. Um, and she, like, falls Yeah, I thought it was another one of her, her imagination moments. But no. no. Yeah. I feel like you'd maybe break something. It's pretty big, yeah. pretty big fall. Um, but yeah, she goes down to the Corner Cafe, which is the most generic named cafe I've <laughs> ever heard of in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, this place looks okay, though. I would go here mm. in spite of the name. And um, Peter is also here, just sort of being like, uh, so what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> uh, because you said that it was a big misunderstanding and you don't have feelings for me, but then you kissed me. So I'm going to be very clear and say that it's not going to work out, babe. Like, <laughs> yeah, just got out of a relationship. We need to, we need to have some distance. I'm, I'm flattered, but you, you're real weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the line. Um, your mouth was saying one thing, but your mouth was saying something else. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sweet line. Um, yeah and then she sort of explains because she's um sort of mildly under duress about this whole letter thing he's like oh i'll tell the whole school about the letter and then she's like all right i'll tell you what happened uh josh also got a letter and he's like oh i thought i was special you sent two guys (laughs) letters and she's like i sent five guys letters Mm. um and yeah so she sort of like runs everything uh by him and yeah she's like it's all good um but uh, yeah, I'm not going to fall for you or anything. It's it's fine. Just, yeah, li- we can go our separate ways now. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the, he drops her home in his, his giant car, like a massive Jeep. <laughs> so big. Um, it comfortably a- fits her and her bike, which yeah. if anyone owns a bike, it's hard to get those things around. <laughs> He's obscenely rich, this boy. Um, but anyway... Uh- <laughs> So she, uh, yeah, um, he posits the idea of like continuing this ruse going and them being in a sort of fake relationship because, Mm. uh, that way she doesn't have to deal with Josh and explain this awkward situation that she doesn't want to. And he will make Jen jealous, who is his ex-girlfriend that he wants to win back because, which is it's a bad idea all round it's Mm. um it's gonna hurt a lot of people and it's a lie (laughs) and it sucks uh and and, um she's like yeah no i'm not gonna do that and he's like well think about it and eventually she's like well but what if this idea was good (laughs) yeah you know and she comes around and says yes um yeah it's brutal again this is a really bad way to treat a friend poor josh is getting right? dunked on from go in this movie like yeah basically is this through... why you wouldn't want to play josh yeah if they paid you yeah. absolutely he just gets dunked on for no reason mm. has to suck it up the whole time is still a good friend at the end like in yeah. spite of all this stuff where i'd just be like i'm fucking out like it's sev- i'm seventh grade genevieve i'm dropping you like a stone like mm. come on man just be a better friend to your supposed best friend don't yeah. lie to their face and like screw with their emotions like he got hurt recently and then hurt again 
by the re- reveal of your feelings. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. It seems yeah. rude. I yeah. Guess so, in the books, because I looked it up, I was curious about Josh's fate. Yeah. Is he, like, they become friends again, and then he kind of just fades away. Like, he gets a new yeah. girlfriend, he goes to college. Great. He, like, just kind of lives his life, and it's just kind of a natural fade away that would happen at that age. I guess so. So, you know. A boy, a boy does okay in the Realistic, end. but, like, still depressing, honestly. This yeah, is so- He gets, like, fucked over by this family pretty severely and, yeah. like, doesn't really get any recompense. But I guess that's, like, real life, <laughs> you know? Mm. I don't know. Seemed bleak. I felt bad for yeah. Josh throughout this whole film, but, you know. Yeah, you're right about the family, because even the dad, as we said earlier, just going, like, Oh, Josh stepping up is like yeah. a pretty brutal thing to say. Stepping him, stepping him up to get knocked down, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So she um, comes back and um, decides that, it, yeah, she is mulling it over and like has the fight club thing again with Josh, but also Peter this time appearing as like an extra person that mm. she's imagining. And, um, yeah, she decides to go on with the ruse, uh, goes to down to the lacrosse field. I love that he's a lacrosse jock. Yeah. Like, how bougie can we get? Um, (laughs) And, yeah, they uh, decided to deal. And then they draw up a contract uh, detailing the rules of their um, fake relationship over over lunch together. Um, First of all, no kissing between parties. Um, but you can put your hand in my back pocket like uh, 16 Candles. And he hasn't seen 16 Candles, so they say that they have to watch 16 Candles in Fight Club, which I enjoyed. Both good, yeah. both pretty good movies. I don't know how well 16 Candles holds up, but Fight Club holds up. Does um, it? I haven't seen Fight I actually would have thought Fight Club would have held up worse. Like, I mean, 16 Candles obviously racist, but... Yeah. Fight Club gets... Know. gets it's objectively like a, a horrible like it's a nightmare kind of movie um mm. and so like the fact that it hasn't aged well kind of adds to it <laughs> in a weird way you know Ooh. yeah it kind of makes it like even worse as a dystopia kind of vibe you know okay yeah i don't know nice. that's just my read <laughs> okay I do like, like, it's such a realistic teenage boy thing to be like, oh, oh you yeah. haven't seen Fight Club? Oh, I've got to show you Fight Club. So real, like, yeah. I know I've said that in my life. That allow me to educate you people. on the merits yeah. of Fight Club. Um, God. And yeah, once you take Fight Club out of the occasion, I have said that to so many people in my high school career, and I apologize to all of them. Aw. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Just, just hard confessions on the mic. I like it. <laughs> I just, I kind of, I love Peter because he's such a, like, they write such a good basic boy. Yeah. He he's is. just like, you know, he loves his fight club. He's yeah. never seen a chick flick. Plays lacrosse. Yeah. You know? Oh, has a, good on him. Has a huge Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> All basic boys in the huge Jeeps. Yeah. He seems, yeah, he's like a very, like, the thing about this movie, right? The characters are all very real. Like, mm. it doesn't feel like a a typical one of those Hallmark movies where everything, like, falls into place, you know, for the main characters. It's not, like, cartoony kind of romance, which is yeah. what I was totally expecting. I was ex- fully expecting, oh, like, Sam. the Christmas prince or something to be playing out <laughs> on screen. But no, it's <clears throat> it's, like, more grounded 
in a great way like the characters are all very believable and you can tell because it was like that makes sense that it was adapted from a book you know mm. yeah it's it it was good vibe for that it was it was a good movie for that reason like i could place myself back in high school through this through this movie so yeah felt yeah. very real um but yeah, so they decide to watch both those movies in the wildest double feature of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, which potentially we could do next week on the podcast, posing it right now <laughs> as an option. Ooh. 16 Candles into Fight Club is one episode. Jesus. Uh, Crikey. Don't know if we oh. can if we can commit to that, but it would be We'll wild. only get two listeners and there'll be Lara Jean and Peter. <laughs> yeah, individually. They aren't even listening to the same parts yeah like, yeah we'll see i don't know if that's worth it but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll consider it um yeah yeah and uh yeah so he decides that like other things that they could do um he says he'll write her love notes which is a thing that jen always wanted him to do but he never did which is fucked like mm. it's like a make you jealous kind of thing I, i'd hated this but it, it ends up being like important <laughs> later but anyway um, it's so strange as well because he could just write like he could just be handing her blank pieces of paper, but yeah. he goes full out and writes notes. Yeah, it's I, yeah. like it's like I'll do it for this fake relationship, but oh, not the girl that I actually like. <laughs> no, Get out ugh. of here! <laughs> oh, what do you think? I'm I'm not in love with her. No way. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um. Anyway, yeah, uh, a couple of other minor things. Uh, that they agree to and then um if they're still together in december then they have to go to the ski trip together which is mm. a big deal it's a thing that happens yearly uh it's bigger than formal and another thing combined which i've forgotten <laughs> but apparently it results in a lot of people's uh first like their virginities being taken because yeah it's a school trip up in the romantic mountains in december um and you know that's how it goes there's no chaperones that we can see it's like seniors looking after it and they're getting down like mm. it's crazy um but anyway <laughs> i don't know how it's still going but whatever um yeah. but yeah they put it in there as like a contingency kind of clause for the last bit of the contract if they're still doing this by then and mm. then they sign there's a continuity uh era in the movie where they sign completely different versions of this contract if you watch <laughs> um yeah i did see that yeah because they just wrote ski trip in huge letters in two different ways and then it's like mm. it's weird because it's a legal document that they're signing to have them sign two separate versions it seems odd to not get that right and editing i don't know and it, it upset yeah. me i was like there's some trickery going on here it's going to be revealed oh. later that they signed different contracts <laughs> i don't know yeah but then, yeah, of course, it was just a mistake. Unless they were, like, actually signing different pieces of paper so they were keeping a copy each. Oh, yeah. It's in duplicate. They just have it for their filing. Yeah. <laughs> I like I file that. all my schemes in my scheme filing cabinet. No, that's fair. I mean, I wish yeah. I was that organized. My schemes are just littering my room. <laughs> Crumpled up. Oh. Covered nah, you gotta in... Get a, gotta audit your schemes. Yeah. This is why all my schemes go awry. They're not yeah. properly filed. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so they they start pretending to be uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, and then, yeah, they meet. Uh, Peter meets Kitty, and that goes very well. 
Um, and then, yeah, they start acting in school that they're together, doing the hand in the pocket thing, bit of note passing over brain damage. Mm. And, um, yeah, we just see Genevieve in the background looking like furious. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, she talks to uh, her best friend about um, about this whole development. And she's like, well, have you told, told Margot yet? And she's been, we find out she's been avoiding talking to Margot, even though she's in bloody Scotland. Um, mm. This whole lying thing is uh, sort of ruining all of her relationships around it. Huh, who would have thought that that <laughs> would happen, Gareth? Yeah. It's almost like lying to people in your life's a bad idea. I don't know. <laughs> nah, uh, that's not it. It's just this one particular lie. Nah, it can't be that. It can't be that. Um, yeah. But yeah, they have like an awkward Skype conversation where she's very evasive and doesn't mm. really want to talk about what's going on. We find out later that... Um, Margot suspects that she's dating Josh now that she is out of the picture, um, which is pretty upsetting. Uh, yeah. And that's why she's like not wanting to talk to her on the phone because she feels guilty about it. But yeah, that's not what's happening. But yeah. Um, yeah. LJ uh, preps for a bake sale, uh, which everyone comments that she should be doing brownies for, which I found harsh. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to the trouble of making cupcakes and everyone's like, nah, brownies. What's this big brownie agenda? Yeah. Not big on that. I guess it's Oregon, like quite yeah. hipster, Portland. Yeah. You know, brownies are probably more in than cupcakes. Like I haven't seen a, I don't see cupcakes much at like a K Road or Ponsonby Cafe in Auckland. Fair. Everyone's just asking where the weed is in these cupcakes. Yeah. They like avoid the cupcakes because there's no potential of weed. In yeah. The- you know, and everyone just, only buys brownies at cafes and bake sales because they hope there's been yeah. a mistake and they're like dank. Hopeful hippies out there yeah. just <laughs> wanting a, a baked good to light up their life, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, but she's taken away from this bake baking goods scenario uh, by Peter to a cool kid's house for a party uh, with the approval of LJ's dad, who's just mm. like, don't get her drunk. <laughs> have a home <laughs> before 10 or whatever i don't know um but he's the dad is very chill through this whole movie i yeah. haven't really mentioned him but he is like he's got a great vibe i like the dad mm. a lot he's a very friendly guy very down to earth relaxed yeah you make it great... like his coach taylor here yeah in fact he's a doctor yeah he's just yeah. chill he's got he's like seems very at peace like with uh his wife being gone from his life like yeah it happened so long ago he's just like a cool single dad you know mm. yeah it's actually really sweet that gets explored more in the sequels on such oh a really dork. yeah he kind of like he keeps he does like korean new years with his oh. girls and they're like we know he's doing it to keep this in our life but it's also you know it's because he misses mom and then oh. he starts dating again and it kind of explores that in a really nice delicate way oh my god <laughs> yeah wow yeah, this. What is going on in this movie? Like, it's just like wholesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just too good. Like, Maybe I love this movie now. I don't I know. Think I might as well. <laughs> I think this might be a great movie. <laughs> it's winning me over. I don't know. <sighs> um, we'll see by the end. I might return to being a curmudgeon with no heart. <sighs> um, but yeah, we get into Eclipse. As they rock up to this party, um, they take some photos of each other for phone backgrounds to complete the ruse. 
because that's mm. how you know it's real when you got a photo of Bay on the phone. Um, yeah, it's so funny though because this the stairway of the house is in the background of her photo of Peter. So yeah, it's like right. You clearly just took this. I love that. Yeah, it's just at a friend's house. That's mm. the same party that we're currently at. Perfect. Yeah. Airtight. Like mm. it's hilarious. It's great. Um, but like, like no one's really paying that close of attention, so it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he takes her scrunchie here and puts it on his wrist, which will become important for later, being like, oh, oh, yes. I like your hair down, girl. You look better. Um, and then, yeah, they rock into this party, which isn't a fucking mansion, by the way. Mm. This is this guy, the host of the party, who I, I don't know his character name, so I described him as the party king for the entire <laughs> uh, series of my notes. Uh, his oh, house, he is incredibly rich. Like, mm. ridiculously rich. He, this house is beautiful. Um, and, yeah, he's hosting this crazy party. And, yeah, he's he's great. He's just playing some Pong, um, having a good vibe out here, and introducing, yeah. like, everyone to the new couple. And, um, yeah, LJ goes and sits with uh, Jen and her friend and has a very awkward, weird interaction with them. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she basically just continues to belittle her and bully her, uh, because she's now out of jealousy for, um, them being in a relationship, uh, can't handle that. And yeah, uh, they, she steps off and we go into playthrough two, um, over the heartbeats. Uh, yes. Yeah. Jen, uh, we, she uh lj goes and talks to lucas jones who's also just chilling at this party uh hanging out um and jen tries to win peter back in the bathroom being Mm. like real weird (laughs) so weird just like being like oh hey yeah like flirting with him hardcore um taking Mm. the scrunchie off his hand and like claiming it as a power move like this is mine now you're my man you know (laughs) like that kind of thing it's very weird yeah, um, the only thing getting scrunched is your heart. Yeah, he, like, is weirded out by it as well, and they leave the party early and go to the Corner mm. Cafe once more, everyone's favourite place where everybody knows your name. Um, oh, heck yeah. And, yeah, they hang out and talk about how this ruse is going well. He's like, yeah, Jen was, like, crazy jealous. It's going great. Like, But, like, I think he's, like, still kind of lying at this instance because she was real weird. I don't see... Mm. I don't know. It's weird. This whole situation, because uh, they talk about how uh, he's currently getting texts from her all the time. And they call Mm. each other and talk to each other on the phone, which is outlandish. Yeah, every night. Very rare in in this day and age, talking on the phone. You crazy? It must be love. What are you talking about? Who talks on the phone? Honestly, as a teenager, I couldn't talk on the phone at all. And I couldn't talk well on a phone up until I started doing this podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. We've trained you. Excellent. Yeah. There you go. The benefits of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I talk on the phone now for a job, so, you That's know. true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's worked for me, too. Yeah, um, you're an essential worker. I am essential. Essentially talking on the phone to Genevieve, hey. mainly. Yeah. <laughs> now, that, um, now that he's not calling her anymore, it's all up yeah. to you. And it is a service he was providing, to be fair. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, LJ finds that really weird 
as well though because and he's like well we were close she was like my first girlfriend and i talked to her all the time like that's just kind of how it is i'm not really over her um this whole weird fake relationship is sort of so that i can get back with her in case you yeah. forgot uh, <laughs> but yeah she's like weirdly jealous and says like don't call her tonight like prove that you're not obsessed with her and he's like i'm not obsessed mm. with her and he totally is but whatever um uh yeah they have a bit of a heart to heart kind of thing as well where um they go on and um she says that uh he asked her why she's never had a boyfriend before and it's because um she enjoys fantasizing about and reading about relationships but is scared when it comes to the real thing i think mm. because it like it's twofold right it doesn't it's she builds it up in her head because of these things because she fantasizes so much about it and then is like worried that it won't live up to be the real thing and uh she's also scared of losing people who she lets close into her life because her mum died and yeah. that was such a horrible loss for her that she doesn't want anything close to replicate that she doesn't want to lose someone in a similar way and is worried that if she has a relationship, it would be similar to that, you know. Mm. And she doesn't know. If and she- again, that's beautifully written and like a very mature kind of yeah, interesting nuanced message that is in this film. This clever. film that is great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I yeah. Oh my goodness. I. It was really yeah. You explaining? <laughs> I'm just like yeah hell yeah this movie's awesome yeah it's it's an impressive stance to take like it's mm. it, like it, that's a a very well thought out uh character trait you know and right yeah it's it's very it seems like this could have all really happened you know mm. um, oh, that's a really good point yeah yeah uh and then uh, yeah peter talks about uh, how his dad um divorced his mum and mm. started a family on his uh like of his own he's got his own child somewhere else now with a new family and he's like upset by that uh he says it's not nowhere near as bad as having your mum die but he feels like a similar kind of kinship in that way mm. and also these two bond together because they're able to talk pretty openly with each other um because they're in this like weird fake relationship situation where they have to be honest with each other because they're both in this trapped in this weird lie together. <laughs> yeah. um, so they're like able to talk pretty freely because it isn't a real relationship. And so it's not as risky as mm. your average high school relationship where everything is vital and incredibly risky. Um, yeah. As we all know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, it, that's like all captured in this very small scene. And I think that that's, mm. it's a very important scene, I think in the movie and it's very well addressed, but, but they do cover this off multiple times and I'm kind of annoyed by that. I think mm. that this was enough for me to kind of get the gist, but they sort of rehashed this entire scene with the family dinner at Peter's house later on. That is a good point. I super didn't need that, but whatever, we'll get there. Um, Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Uh, We get the, (laughs) we get the crash sound and on the run in the second play here. And it appears as the kissy face emoji appears on screen. (laughs) Hell yeah. Which is is a good sync. That's a pretty good sync. Just the crashy, the crash sound of a big kiss. (laughs) 
There was a period of time where I was writing a lot of emails um, applying for jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a job now. Shout outs to my employer. But um, every <laughs> yeah. time I was writing these like formal letters and emails out to people, uh, my uh, I was writing them commonly on my phone because I was like moving around a lot and then like going mm. to interviews and things like that. And every time I would sign off one of these emails, my phone would suggest I sign off with the kissy face emoji. <laughs> and I was like, I, I like where your head's at, phone. <laughs> But I think that's a little bit forward in my yeah. in my cover letter <laughs> to be signing <laughs> off with just a wee peck. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So I, I think look of that to every time. You. Mwah. <laughs> yes, I look I I look forward to smooching. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I think of every time I think of, every time I see that specific emoji. Mm. <laughs> just a and formal the- application for for employment. <laughs> Just a little formal kiss. Yeah. In the pre-smartphone um, era, before, like, all the emojis looked the same, the emojicon for winking on my mum's phone would turn mm. to a cute little face on her phone. Right. That she could... It just looked like a happy smile. So oh. she'd end every text with a wink. <laughs> so, like, all of her, like, um, you forgot your lunch, wink. <laughs> like, on my phone. Bl- Did you, though? Yeah, I don't know. Mean mum. <laughs> that is some excellent out of touch parent energy that I yeah, that I love. So good. So much explanation every time someone saw my phone. It's uh, like, who? What? Do you have someone else saved under mum? Oh no, that sucks. I hate that. Yeah. Is this your um? Is this your warlord guy? Is this the person you have photos of in your gym? Exactly. Yeah. I have a Morton Joe saved as daddy in my phone for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, so that happens, and then we cut back to school where um, she's hanging out with Peter's friends, mainly the Party King, who's returned here. Yeah. And is giving LJ the worst nickname. He's like, mm. I was thinking about your name, and it sounds like Largy. <laughs> so I'm going to call you Largy. You see, it makes sense because you're so small. It's like yeah. one of those Cockney nicknames, you know? It's It sucks. Largy is <laughs> such a bad nickname. I'm sorry. LJ is right there, man. Yeah. Come on. Largy's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, it made and then me, he like... Yeah. It made me fa- feel way less bad about calling him the party king. Like... <laughs> yeah. Just giving him a nickname immediately. So, you know, I was like, if you've got Largy, then I can call you whatever I like. Exactly. Um, I don't need to learn your name. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I do love his manic energy, though. Um, She asks if he's on something, which is just... And he's like, no, I'm on to a good nickname for you. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's some weird salesman. It's so good. Uh, and yeah, it, we're like months later now into this fake mm. relationship and she is still avoiding Josh, her supposed best friend, not talking to him, hasn't mentioned anything about this letter. And it's only when he like comes round to her house, like finally breaking, uh, yeah. it's like fested for like a whole month, this horrible thing. And he's, like, fully frustrated and, like, basically, this goes very badly. Everything comes out wrong. He's, like, very Mm. frustrated and confused about, like, what her feelings are, why she, why this was all revealed. And then she started dating Peter, who he doesn't like. 
as a as a man like he he thinks he's this dumbass jock guy and yeah it's like he's left like spiraling immediately after this horrible um breakup with margot his like long-term girlfriend and then yeah he's reasonably frustrated after not like Mm. having to deal with this for like a whole month um from his supposed friend and she just like brushes him aside still not really like wanting to deal with it um which is brutal i thought it sucked um yeah nothing gets resolved here these guys Mm. are just like no longer friends now it sucks just because of like miscommunication and circumstance they were fine before they had that chat and it was like they were all mates and then this whole thing happened and she just since she's scared to talk to anyone like it spiraled out of control yeah you know I, don't know. I mean, it's very realistic teenager to just yeah. miscommunicate to the point where you're both furious at each other. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah, mm. that is real. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's brutal. Poor Josh. He's lost Margot. He's lost LJ now. That's a yeah. huge blow for him. Um, and Pink Floyd agree. They sing, <laughs> uh, no one told him when to run. He missed the starting gun, Gareth. Yeah. It all ran away from me. He didn't even know. He probably didn't even get his money back for his Scotland flights. Exactly. He spent like thousands of dollars on fucking flights. Keeps talking about Uh, the crack and then like that turns out to be from Ireland. God damn it. Yeah. Also, um, I did like look at the goofs again because I was worried about someone's haircut. Sure. Um, Apparently, if you look closely at his flights, it actually won't work because he's got a um, transfer, but he's on a six hour flight. That will mean he misses that transfer anyway. Oh no, Josh, you fucked up the booking, mate. Yeah, even if it had all gone well, he would have been stuck in, like, Quebec or something. Oh no! That's really... Oh, bloody poor Josh. Nothing goes right for him. Mm. Anyway. um, Also, did you know he's um, Mark from the Bling Ring? Oh, really? Yeah. I did not catch that. No idea. Me neither. Man, it was only at the very end I like looked him up and I was like, "What? Connecting our two two of our teen movies?" There you go. Super different role. Yeah, didn't he? Very different. He morphs in. I had no idea. Um, Mm. Good acting. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So we get the rehash scene here where she goes and visits um, Peter's family for dinner. It's like, yeah, again, I didn't really need this. They sort of go over the the whole mum's dead thing again. And how they can, t- it's cool that we can talk about this, this heavy yeah. stuff with each other. Isn't it great? It's almost like we're in a real relationship. Ha 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 ha. Like, you know, I, I didn't need it, but, um, they are talking about death over time, which mm. that's a sink, baby. I don't know. Like <laughs> I'll allow it. Maybe they're just doing it for the Floyd, you know, just to get this, <laughs> yeah. just to build the sinks up. They're like, okay, now that time's playing, we'll, we'll go over it again for the boys. All right yeah that could be well that could well be it. it's also like a kind of there's a nuance to it about like how time um changes the way you think about missing a loved one and like you feel guilt if you like forget or something or you feel guilt for moving on which is also again beautifully nuanced for this movie yeah and like kind of works as well for time like yeah you're gonna die but time will keep moving exactly it's it's definitely on theme and yeah 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 a good take Good, good takeaway mm. from the film for sure. Um, but yeah, she's sort of like melding into this relationship and like enjoying f- the fake relationship more and more, like letting herself pretend that it's a real one, 
Um, yeah. To the point where, uh, yeah, they're hanging out. They they go to, um, she's having lunch with Chris, illicit subway lunch underneath Oh, we haven't the even bleachers. covered the subway yet. What yeah. is going on with Chris and subway? She fucking loves subway, first of all. It's a yeah. weird either sponsored deal in this movie that she just fucking hugely loves Subway. This isn't even the first Subway reference we've had. She got a text no. earlier about Subway. Um, she somehow has a Subway emoji on her phone. She right? That much. What the fuck? Like, who coded that for she her? Downloaded the Subway app and get the free mm. Subway emojis that only the sub fans will use. <laughs> yeah. Like... What is she like her half of her character is being obsessed with Subway. Yeah. Like it's kind of kind of terrifying, honestly. <laughs> uh but yeah, they're having I this I think it feels so strange because it's Subway. I think Yeah. If it was Quiznos, which though we don't have in New Zealand, but is like another sandwich trend of uh chain, it would be fine. Like that feels distant enough, but Subway is like a big like, we, it'd be like if it was McDonald's or something. It'd just We immediately bristle and go like, no, you're putting this in here to try to sell me delicious right? foot-long subs. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I found out the other day, by the way, that Subway is so omnipresent that they have more franchises and chains than McDonald's now. They're the most popular. No yeah. They're the most popular fast food uh, vendor in the world in terms wow. of, um, like, franchises and shops that they have. Crazy. Yeah. They're so, so everywhere, yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing a quote, I think it was about McDonald's, that it's not a restaurant company, it's a real estate company. It's all about huh. finding the perfect spot to put its franchises. Uh-huh. And yeah, Subway's definitely the same. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a Subway when you need it within arm's reach. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You, I always go there and then like, it. it's a, I don't enjoy it, but it is... It's not like as unhealthy for you as McDonald's in my mind. Yeah. Even though it probably is, but I don't know. It's it's just always there as an option. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. the lack of grease, I think, that yeah. makes it like you don't feel bad, but it's probably yeah, not great for you. Probably not great. I don't know. My yeah. final point about Subway as well. I've got another Please. um Oh, what was it? Shit. Uh no, it's gone. I was gonna say one more <laughs> thing about Subway. But I've lost it forever. I'll come oh, back. No. I'll circle back if I remember. Okay. It's dipped out of my mind. Um, but I just, I've got a lot to say about Subway. Um, Subway is sort of a reoccurring character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaks its way in. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. Get it. Just eat fresh. Oh, I remembered it. Okay. So, you know how their, um, their, their slogan is eat fresh, or it used yeah. to be anyway. Recently, there's been an ad campaign for Subway where they they changed the slogan and it was just submit to Subway. That's yes, give in, give, give in to Subway. Right? Give give in to Subway. What? Who thought yes. that was a good idea? That's terrifying. It's like oh. what? What? I was shocked. I was like, I'm sorry. Am I, am I in they live? Like, <laughs> like what happened? How is this? Like, is everyone hearing the same thing that I'm hearing? <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. I would, I've thought about that all the time last year. I'm so glad. Around the time, like, the pandemic and, like, the world started kind of openly falling apart, just some way to start going, given. Yeah, right? 
Man. Yeah, that's there was a few a weird angle. ads where they changed it to give in to freshness, but it's like you don't give in to freshness. You're no. just trying to soften the blow that you're an uh, an evil omnipresent. Yeah, like, it freaks me out. Of us now. Yeah. I was like, wait, is Subway evil <laughs> now? <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, it's going full like I guess Joker, like it's openly embracing the fact that it's evil. Yeah, and being like, what are you gonna do? I, th- I want them to like just drop the fresh next and it's just subway eat <laughs> yeah. that's it like consume subway like that's the level that they're approaching and i'm uh, terrified but anyway they- they're here mm. in the movie um sponsored yeah. shout outs to you subway you terrifying <laughs> overlords um and yeah uh we over- they overhear a talk between peter and jen who are sitting on the bleachers and um She's trying to, like, win Peter back by... She's got a new boyfriend and trying to, like, lord that over him and be like, mm. oh, come and get me. Um, make him jealous before the ski trip because the ski trip is soon approaching. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, she's, like, trying to make him jealous. And then uh, LJ goes and confides. She's like, I've got a... I don't know who else I could talk to about this. And she's fucking telling Josh... Mm. this made me very upset like i get that they're friends but like you last saw him and you were just you left things so badly i was angry yeah i was angry for josh but he he sucks it up and is a listening ear for her here and basically is that for the rest of the movie um Mm. but man i didn't forget (laughs) (laughs) I'm, i'm pouring one out for josh He's about to walk out of frame and never return with, like, the Incredible yeah. Hulk. He's got his little knapsack. Um, He's off to be in a different rom-com as yeah. to, like, the other guy. It's like, maybe I'll go rob some houses. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, she's, like, confides in him. It's, it's very callous, honestly. And then, yeah, we're just cruising through great gig over this. Mm. Um, and then, yeah... Peter and uh, LJ have an argument about whether or not their their relationship is fake now. Like, it's gone on for too long. LJ wants to call it off. Uh, mm. She's like, okay, things have gone on long enough. Josh knows, like, Jen is sufficiently jealous. Like, we've got to call it off before the ski trip. And Peter's like, I don't want to do that. Um, you're just scared of this of this thing, of this relationship. You're scared of, like, what's going to happen. And she's like, yeah, I am. Yes. <laughs> Let us end this. Mm. Um, end this terror. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she's like, doesn't know how to put into words that she's developing real feelings for him um, through this mm. fake relationship. And she's like, wants to, she, because she is afraid, she wants to call it off. Um, but yeah, Peter's realized that he likes her too. And it's mm. like, I don't know why. I guess he's still talking to Jen because they are like still old friends and that's the angle. Like they, he's a, she's a big part of his life, even though she sucks. And that's why he's talking to her all the time still. But yeah, well, I mean, it's actually, <laughs> here we go again. It's beautifully covered in the sequel. All right. <laughs> There's like, um, just the idea that someone is part of your life and has been there for so long. Hmm. And like, they've shared all these experiences that it kind of like Lara Jean in the sequel kind of learns to, understand that and um all right understand that idea that people can like still 
have a connection without it being the only connection. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. I guess I'll have to watch another like two and a half hours or whatever to finally hey. get that put to pay off. I think it's only the third one that's two and a half hours long. Um, what? There's one movie was... that's two and a half? Oh my God. I think it's considerably longer. I can't remember by how much more. But I mean, you know, they go to New York. There's a lot going on. This is like the Lord of the Rings of romantic comedies, Gareth. Holy, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. What have you gotten uh, me into? For- <laughs> look forward to the Hobbit version, which is about the dad and his lips. <laughs> wow. There's just completely unnecessary GoPro footage in the middle of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Uh it stretched out the battle of the five letters oh yeah there we go mm. nice um yes anyway so she says that she'll go on the contingency that chris goes uh because she knows that she'll never go because she is too old for that uh to yeah. go to a bourgeoisie ski trip um and chris is like nah i'll go i want to see what happens <laughs> which is a a fun kind of misdirect and uh they're at her house and the dad's just in the background like sipping some wine from a stemless wine glass being like i want to find out too i'm so proud of you my daughter (laughs) (laughs) he's great i love him he's like you're so happy oh i'm just so thrilled for you (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then yeah he drops her off to um go on this trip and he's like now before you go I want you to, I know the, that this, I heard earlier about this trip and the, and the, what goes on. And so mm. I want you to be prepared. So have all the safe sex, my daughter, and passes her like a, a envelope full of condoms, which is very strange, but, yeah. but wonderful. Um, yeah. Classic dad energy, you know? Yeah, especially a dad who's a gynecologist, because then he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, pulling out never works." Yeah, I mean facts. Yeah, yeah, good advice from gyno dad. Mm. You know, <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, but yeah, we get into money as we head off on this trip, which is so apropos because, mm. oh my god, the wealth on display during this trip is insane. Um, yeah, she doesn't sit with LJ. Doesn't sit with Peter on the bus. Because they're having this weird, like, will they, won't they argument and instead mm. uh, lets Chris sleep on her shoulder, who's tied out from the Pink Floyd concert. Um, mm. And yeah, this is like a mirror later on when um, Peter sleeps on her shoulder, which I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So they go to this fantastic ski resort. This place is mm. like up in the alps or something it's lovely looks amazing everything's opulent and no one does any fucking skiing in this movie gareth and i'm furious (laughs) yeah Yeah, every character you meet talks about how they're not gonna go skiing what are they fucking here for i'm so angry that we didn't see any skiing maybe none of these actors can ski but like come on Mm. i got i got irate when i didn't see any skiing <laughs> they all just hang out in the cabins like, yeah. what are we doing here why are we sending spending all this money sending you on this trip guys come on oh uh, uh hold on you're angry because your son is on this trip yes he's out there not skiing yeah god damn it oh putting me out of pocket 
Mm. You bet I want to I see I would him. believe Peter is your son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Like, obviously not in quote terms of age gap, but like... <laughs> There's a resemblance. All right. Of good looking guys with good eyebrows. <laughs> yes, my large jock son. Mm. He picks me up in his enormous arms and then drives me in his enormous Jeep. <laughs> yeah. He takes me around. I love my large son very much, Gareth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what they always say? Love your large son. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strange image. Uh, yeah, my favourite Pink Floyd lyric. I'm going to take that in stride, that very strange diversion, and move on. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, they're all just hanging out in this lodge, and um, mm. it's lavish as hell, which is perfect for money. And, um, yeah, Lucas and LJ hang out, and they put on, like, face masks or whatever, and she just t- spills the whole beans to Lucas about what's mm. this, everything that's been going on, breaking the contract completely in half, because um, she's not supposed to do that. And he's like, well, it sounds like that he's pretty in love with you, actually. In fact, he's probably waiting for you in the hot tub right now. And you know what? He only bloody is. We cut (laughs) away immediately and he's just sitting in the hot tub waiting for LJ. (laughs) It's like, well, it's a weird gambit, but Mm. it works. Um, Anyway, uh, she goes out there and, like, apologizes for... um, this whole awkward thing, not sitting with him on the bus. And yeah, they like kind of realize that they do want to be in a relationship together. He's driven off uh, to get her the, he'd prepared all the stuff for the trip together for them to bond. He brought the like special yogurt that she <laughs> likes from across yeah. town, which is proof of love, Gareth. If you, oh, if, yeah. if you give the girl yogurt, you know, that's love. Um, <laughs> That's very relatable because um, it's been very hard in the Auckland lockdown for us to get that yo- that exact brand of yogurt to the house. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I get him. I get you. There you go. You relate to my large son. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, they have a very steamy scene in the, mm. in the hot tub here where they kiss each other. And, yeah, she, like, goes in in, like, a nightgown because she didn't bring togs. She didn't bring any skiing equipment either. God damn it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they don't have sex or anything. They just have a have a smooch out here. And, um, yeah, then go off to bed. Mm. Um, which is, like, perfectly wrapped up at the end of money, by the way. Um, yeah. It's just very good uh, that the ski, expensive ski trip takes place over money for me. <laughs> yeah, um, I like it a lot. And yeah, they get on the bus and everyone applauds, which is weird. And uh, he's like, oh, I guess that's just how people treat couples or whatever. Mm. They must I have- applaud every time I see a tr- couple. So, yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah, this is they're a new couple, right? Like, word must have yeah. gotten around that they're And the implication of the ski trip as well is like, yeah. oh, this couple have probably, yeah. Yes. So, that, he's just like, oh, it's being weird. And, yeah, they snuggle up together on the way home. Uh, then once they're back, Jen comes out to stir up shit. Uh, yes. she, she appears and says um, that, oh, Peter stayed in my room last night. And just, like, freak her out. And then says that it shows off the stolen scrunchie of betrayal mm. um, uh, that she got from the party. And she's like, oh, Peter gave me this. Um, yeah, she sucks. Uh, this is throwing a huge spanner in the works and LJ storms off, basically not letting Peter explain in typical 
uh, rom-com fashion. He's like, I can explain oh, yeah. everything. And then she's like, no, I don't want to hear it. And <laughs> they leave. Um, yeah. But she's hurt, you know. Um, mm. He would have sent like a myriad texts to her, but she obviously doesn't read those, whatever. Um, she goes home and surprise, Margot is back from Scotland for Christmas. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hanging out for this, like, lovely surprise dinner. The whole kitchen's been decorated. Very nice. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, they, like, they hang out and catch up for a little bit. Um, but before they can, Peter's returned determined to the door to explain his mm. side of things and the situation. He's like, there's been a big misunderstanding, love. I need to tell you something. <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't want to hear it. Get out of here. And then Josh comes in from the peanut gallery and he's like... Get out of here, man. She doesn't want to talk to you no more. I'm Josh. Um, yeah. Which is so strange for Josh. He's like, get out of here, boy. I don't like you. I don't. It's it's a weird move. Yeah. Um, He's got his little like denim hoodie up. Like yeah. a little Eminem kind of guy. I'm a tough well. boy it's... now. <laughs> I'm yeah. tough, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> My alter ego. Uh, <laughs> no one will recognize me when I become tough, Josh. Exactly. He pulls his hoodie up. Um. And then, yeah, bloody Margot appears at the door as well as these boys are squaring off. Um, Peter thinks that um, this is all about that she's secretly still crushing on Josh or whatever. Mm. And he's like hurt by that, which is a paper thin kind of uh, distraction, but whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Margot sees this and thinks that LJ is uh, her worst fears are true and that she is with Josh um she was sort of suspecting this from their skype conversation where she was being real weird and evasive Mm. and so she's upset josh is upset lj's upset and peter's upset it's all upset i'm upset everyone goes their separate ways upset yeah josh picks me up in his strong arms and drives away (laughs) and um yeah everything's stuffed up and the floyd boys agree they sing down and out and Mm. it can't be helped there's a lot of it about you know, like, it's, it's a sad time. Um, further drama develops as well in that the, the kissing in the hot tub has been recorded and posted to Instagram um, yeah. for all to see, presumably on an anonymous account so that it can't be traced back to anybody. Uh, brutal. Uh, so mm. she's, uh, LJ is very upset by this, obviously, and she goes to Margot for help. And Margot's like, well... It's, uh, she still helps her out, even though she's like sort of upset with her and, um, she's saying it'll be worse for the, the guy anyway, but anyway, she'll sort it out. Um, Hmm. and yeah, they sort of have a heart to heart and then promise to have no more secrets between the girls because it only leads to problems. It only leads to heartache, you know, it's what I've been saying this whole time. It is. Um, and Kitty comes in, reveals that it was her that sent the letters, in case you didn't know. And <laughs> uh, LJ is furious, but then is talked down. And yeah, they all forgive each other and things are all good again. Mm. Um, so they have Christmas and then go all the way to New Year's before LJ does anything about the situation. And that annoyed me as well. Um, oh really because i reckon that's so high school like oh i've got the reprieve of a school holiday to not have to deal with any drama oh no i actually solve any problem yeah i get it like it makes it's real 
but it sucks. Like, again, she's leaving, like, these both these guys hanging for no real reason. Yeah. Like, they are in con- constant contact with the internet and phones. Like, just drop them a bloody line. I love that over the course of talking about this teen drama, you've become more and more of the parents. I'm, a, like- I'm agitated beyond belief about these children and their dramas, Gareth. Yeah. All right. And you, all you want them to do is communicate clearly. And, yeah. When I yeah. said at the top of the show that this movie wasn't for me, I meant in terms of age range and that I am a <laughs> 65-year-old man who loves Pink Floyd. All right? Yeah, true. So all you want to watch is war dramas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just relive my glory years in the trench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, we go... <laughs> We, it's it's just it just annoyed me that she doesn't do anything but she cleans mm. her room which we know means is bad because she never does that and um, her dad takes her to the cafe once more and then mm. they have a little heart to heart here where her dad's like talking about cher- not cherishing as much of the time as he had with his with their mother it's it's very sad honestly they sort yeah. of have this like sad reminisce about um his relationship with her and how he misses her so badly and like how he doesn't talk about her much because it hurts him still. Like it's, it's the girls have moved on and like feel a bit like feel okay about it now, but he still like hurts about it all the time. And so it's really Mm. sad. Um, And so he's been holding back. Um, And yeah, he's saying that like he sees in uh, LJ what he saw in his wife like that uh she was so full of life when she was with um peter and she was really genuinely happy what he said on the stairwell when he was holding that stemless wine glass gareth it rings (laughs) true all right Um, yeah he meant that dad shit right there um (laughs) and yeah they're um hanging out having this moment and he's trying to convince her to go and talk to him and yeah they're listening to an absolute banger. Everybody wants to rule the world and we aren't listening to it. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, the soundtrack, by the way, to this movie, pretty good. I was kind of it's impressed. It's amazing. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of good tracks on there. Right? Yeah. But of course, we've got to, we've got to throw that aside for the Floyd. Um, mm, a lot of good tracks on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Very Don't true. Worry. Very true. This is the only soundtrack I really need. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, the, at school with, we return to school and the Instagram picture has been taped to LJ's locker as like a drama move by some mm. anonymous person. And, uh, Peter steps up and makes a, uh, public declaration in the hallway of the school that nothing happened, mm. which is bold. It's not subtle. <laughs> no, but there's some extras who are looking like they have no idea what's even being referred to. Which makes sense. Like, I am on my way to bio. I do not know what you mean, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. Not everyone has the gram, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, they just they get their news when it's taped to a locker. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, oh, the new lockers are in. Yeah, that's the only pictures that I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. Uh, we go to, so LJ's like, who do you think did this? It must be Jen. And so she goes in and com- confronts her in the girls' bathrooms and Jen's like, nah, it wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't post the video. I didn't tape the thing on the locker. 
um, I, I'm happy that that happened because I'm still very mm. bitter and jealous and angry at you. We aren't friends. And um, yeah, she's still, re- she reveals that it's still the grudge from seventh grade. She's not let yeah. that go. Um, wild. <laughs> I really <laughs> expected them to like become friends or something, but nope, she still <laughs> doesn't like her at the end of this. Mm. Um, yeah, zero development with Jen throughout the movie, <laughs> yeah. which I would, that's the biggest twist for me. Uh, <laughs> sometimes Jen's just got to stay angry. You yeah. Know? Just got to be mad. That's how it goes. Mm. The, the relationship is irreparable. I'm afraid that's yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I like until the just, sequel. <laughs> like LJ and the, and the narrator, like don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> like they mm. just sort of stand there and go like, man. Sometimes drama's just drama, you know, and that's it. Like yeah. they move away from that scene as we go yeah. into play even Pink three. Floyd. The album stops, yeah, and it's yeah. silence for that. We just got the heartbeats as we're like left to process that weirdness. Yeah, um, I, I assume that you know from the sequels who did put the picture on the lockers. Um, was it Jen, and that she's lying here, or is it never revealed? I don't think it's revealed. I feel very silly. Okay. Okay, if you want the goss, and sure. um, skip ahead for the spoilers, everyone. All right, but here's the here, get comfy in your in your teenage bed because here's the real goss. That sounded no, no, take that back. That's I weird. was referring to. I, it was a callback to our fun, like we're two kids filling each other in on the gossip when we're sick. Oh, we're, like, we're our sick beds. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please we'd... stop calling the police. Yeah. Um, oh, heat no. up your soup and have a listen because Gareth's yeah, got a spoiler. Thank you. Yeah, I love that a lot. Um, so, what actually happened? The reason he was waiting in the hot tub is he was waiting for Jen. Whoa! And that then sucks. LJ turned up instead. <gasps> and so Jen was watching and Jen did film it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if she taped it to the locker, but she Probably, was, right? If yeah. she, did, she lied about that other thing. She probably lied about that too, so. Mm. Okay. Well, that's that sums it up. Okay, I, yeah. I, I apologize on behalf of my thick, thick son, my big boy. <laughs> he didn't know better. Uh, anyway, <laughs> spoilers over. Um, yeah, so she, we go into playthrough three. Um, she, there's a bit of a talk between LJ and Josh where she explains finally what she should have done back in bloody September or whatever. Um, mm. about how she did really like Josh. Those were real feelings, but like she didn't want to hurt Margot and so never really acted on them or told Josh about them. And when it was revealed, she felt really awful, but like panicked in the situation. Um, and yeah, she didn't want to bring it to the fore because she was afraid of losing Josh as a friend and also upsetting Margot. So like it's reasonable but mm. it it went very awry, and the fact that they didn't talk to each other because of this weird lie thing, it all went very badly. Um, yeah. And Josh is very chill with it. He's like, okay, I wish you just told me, but <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, that's fine. Um, yeah, we're just friends again now. Okay. Um, and he pushes uh, her to tell Peter how she feels about him, and uh, she's still scared about it, despite everything, hasn't learned the lesson. Um and then uh, her sister Kitty comes down with the box that used to contain the letters, but it contains the um, the secret notes 
that uh, Peter was writing her all the love yeah. notes and that she's been saving creepily um, yeah. for some she's reason. too invested. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Kitty. She's just like, she is an agent of chaos in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, she, she's doing her thing and, um, yeah, gives the love notes that aren't really fake love notes. They're real love, lo- love notes mm. with nice observations. And yeah, LJ's like, oh, okay. He actually, he do care. And so, yeah, we go into breathe and, uh, on to, and into on the run, sorry, um, as she goes to the field, the lacrosse field. Oh, yeah. Uh, to confront him and tell him how she feels. Um, this is supposed to be a parallel of, like, the start of the movie with the, like, falling in love in the field thing, the romance uh, novel. Yeah. Um, it's like a callback way to that, which it's kind of works. I don't know. It's, mm. it's weird. It's a little muddied because when she agrees to the arrangement, there's a very similar scene yeah. during the cross. She- so it kind of put the initial what they're actually referencing out of my head yeah it's it's sort of a weird double callback that doesn't really land yeah. but whatever um yeah so she reads a letter that she wrote to him explaining that basically as she's like i like you and then peter turns around and is like i was in jen's room to break it off with her and that that relationship is over we aren't even friends anymore and uh this relationship with you lj can go ahead and he says that he's bloody in love with her um, mm. the the full-on l word the other l word oh my gosh huge for high oh, yeah. school um and yeah she sort of panics and is like what do we do there's no what should be in the contract for this and he's like there's no contract in a real relationship just trust that's that's how it do and i'm like well <laughs> like <laughs> if you if you do it long enough and then you get married i guess that's a contract like kind <laughs> that's of. a good point like i don't know it's it's sort of a strange thing to say but anyway um mm. yeah we get the crash sound um and they kiss in the in the open field over the crash and on the run which is a weird vibe yeah it's sort of anti-sync they're taking there. the plunge okay yeah i like that read actually that's mm. good um and then yeah they walk away very slowly over the credits yeah. as we go into like the clocks and time play we're like halfway through time i feel like they're still walking <laughs> and then yeah we get um the model un guy showing up at the door um here. uh yes see this is the camp guy the model U- un guy they're keeping in their pocket okay so i feel like that we've got our wires crossed because i don't think that this was the camp guy i feel like the, oh, fir- no. the very first one was the camp guy that we never see um, yeah. So but then, don't, so boyfriend oh, see, one. Now I'm scared. So I think boyfriend one, camp guy. Boyfriend two uh, is Peter. Three yeah. is Lucas James. Four is UN guy. Five is Josh. That's okay. That's what I think is correct. See, I'm trying to look at the film now, but I can't get it up. We could do the thing. So we could do the thing. Uh, you said you sent me a like BuzzFeed quiz that should really be able to solve this for us, right? <laughs> if, if that covers off all the boyfriends, including the one who's never shown on camera, we should be golden if we do this quiz, right? You know what we've we've stumbled into? What? This scene can't be canon because you're correct. This is this is John Ambrose. Yeah, yeah. At the end, okay, this good. isn't the John Ambrose we come to know and love. Oh, I thought I was going crazy, man. 
No, I'm so sorry. So yeah, the camp guy remains mysterious and who knows what he could be because it's never yeah. been delivered. His ne- yeah, his letter never gets de- delivered, so yeah. Yeah. So this John Ambrose who shows up at the very end of Flowers. Yeah. Completely different to the John Ambrose we meet in the sequel. Oh. Who then vanishes again. Okay. All right. So I'm... what we're dealing with is a variant in the multiverse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh. The, the Spider-Verse of... Um... Of oh this fucking movie's name to all the boys I've loved before. <laughs> you did it. If I if I struggle with near dark, then like there's no way I was ever gonna get this one. It's so long, and then they only add more to the sequels. Ah, mm. oh, it's like yeah, to all the boys I've loved before, etc. So many other words following this in case how they, you'd run out of cover on the book. <laughs> It's just like her peeking over this avalanche of words. Um, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, what did you think yeah. of the sink, bud? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm still thrown by the fact we've stumbled into some sort of like spider verse, boy verse, but um, the boy verse. Oh, into the boy. I mean, we all know what I thought. I think this was a perfect movie with one <laughs> error in the credits. <laughs> um, <laughs> But as for how it synced, um, I will say of our like teenage experiences yeah. that we've covered on the show, sure, this one probably among the least. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say yeah, less than uh, Ferris Bueller and Clueless, which we both gave eight. Man, um, probably even less than the Bling Ring, which I think we gave a six point six or six point nine, one of the funny numbers. Okay. So maybe, but you know, not by a huge lot. Maybe a, I might be happy to give this a six. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, six is good. Yeah. Feeling, yeah, a light six on this. Mm. Yeah. Like, get out a very faint pencil and write that six. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. All right. That's the one. That's the, that's yeah. the film. That's. So all the boys and how to how to get all them fantastic boys and where to find them. Um, yeah. Oh, way better title. <laughs> it should have been right. Uh, mm. Yeah. So it's my choice now. And as you said yeah. before, we're getting into the spook spooktacular season. And as funny as it would be to just keep going with this franchise <laughs> and delve deep, I have chosen a spooky movie for next Ooh. week. Excellent. Uh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it's a, a light spookum, so it won't be too spooky for you, for your spook heads out there. And it does feature some of my favorite uh, spooktacular beings, skeletons. Um, and yes. so we've got House on Haunted Hill next week, the 1959 version with uh, Vincent Price. Um, getting spooked in a spooky, uh, spooky mansion for some money, Gareth, over money. How does that sound? That sounds brilliant. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. There's only one scene I know in that film, and it scared me. So, All yeah. right. Get hype. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Um, before Oogie that, boogie. though, you did tease one beautiful segment we've oh. got to wrap the show up with. Please, let's do it. Let's delve in. Okay. Um, so we're going over... Fire up your computers, listener. Yeah. Um, turn on your dial up, and we're going to rivetedlit.com. <laughs> Oh, I'm so to take the 
Oh, sorry. Which of Laura Jean's loves do you belong with, Quiz? I'm so glad that you read that URL, because I was going to say, like, what has Rivet Eldit <laughs> or something? Like, <laughs> which is nothing. Shows my reading comprehension. Jesus. Okay, I'm ready to go. Okay. Which of Laura Jean's loves do you belong with? Do you belong with the sensitive boy next door, Josh? Or the cocky but lovable Peter Kay? Mm. Or maybe you'll be better off with the outdoorsy Kenny... <laughs> Dunate, who must be the camp boy? No. I guess so. You you won't know until you take the quiz. I hope Stumped. it's not him, because I don't know who he is. But let's continue. Yeah. Um, James, which quality do you value above all others? Hmm. Intelligence, honesty, ambition, quirkiness, loyalty, or humour? Hmm. This is difficult. Do we, am I hmm. answering for myself or for the podcast? Or... Like, Whoa. Answer for yourself. I'll answer for myself, but I'll also answer for the band Pink Floyd. What? Hmm. It's interesting. Um, probably honesty. If this podcast proven anything, I, I hate it when people lie to each other. So mm. there you go. I'm choosing that one. Um, nice. We've got pick a Disney sidekick now. We've got Flounder um, from Little Mermaid, Edna Mode from The Incredibles, Olaf from... Frozen, Abu from Aladdin, Dory from Finding Nemo, or Mushu from, oh god, Mulan. Whew. Yeah. I can't believe I nailed all those off the bat. That was hard to do. That was great. Those yeah. aren't written down, by the way. <laughs> Just the names. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Movie genius. No. Um, what? Which movie sidekick are we going with? Am I the only one doing this? Or... No, I'm doing it along. Okay, I good. chose um, intelligence for myself and loyalty for Pink Floyd in the previous one. Fair. Okay. Um, I reckon Pink Floyd are hanging out with Mushu. Yeah. So, is this a sidekick to me? Um, yeah. Oh, right? It's, it's gotta be. Or is it who you are? No, I've just got to pick a sidekick. I, I assume they're my sidekick. I'm picking mm. Edna Mode regardless. Edna Mode, it, I can't not. She's wonderful. Yeah, right. I'm going Edna Mode as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great um, which of these do you want to eat and then in capitals right now we've mm. got cupcake waffles latte you don't eat that salad True. pizza or burger mm. right now <laughs> yeah. it's quite at 11 18 p.m it's quite late at night yeah i mean if i'm honest with myself waffles but like i feel like i could probably slam a latte back I'm not gonna like as insane as that makes me sound. I'm probably choosing latte. Oh yeah, I'm giving Pink Floyd the latte, but I'm giving myself the pizza. All right, hey, treat yourself. Um, yeah, which of right these now. makes you swoon the most? A sexy accent, a perfect SAT score, dominating on the basketball court, rock hard abs, being able to play the guitar, or jokes that make you laugh so hard you cry. Which of these qualities is the most ah. important? Um, hmm. <laughs> I really want to pick dominating on the basketball court because I think that's a really funny answer. Uh, I mean, would you swoon if you saw someone doing it? Because no, well, kind of probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going with sexy accent, honestly. Nice, good to know. Yeah, I'm going jokes. And Pink Floyd, I'm going to say, play the guitar, because they're a rock band. True. <laughs> Fair. They just need an extra member. Um, yeah. You're up now. You're reading. Okay. Where do you want to go on your next vacation? The Caribbean, 
the mountains, <laughs> a vineyard, the desert, the country, then it's a picture of an empty, desolate valley, and this a big city. Yeah, with a picture of New York. Mm. Um, a big city for me. I'm a city boy. I'm the city mouse. That's what I'm going Aww. with. I'm vibing the mountains, just judging yeah. the stock image. Great the stock image, yeah, I, I yeah. will admit. I wonder if they got that from Unsplash or Shutterstock. Yeah, I don't know. I hope this is good listening at the end of the podcast, this, <laughs> yeah, us just doing really a weird BuzzFeed actually. quiz. If you've tuned out by now, fair enough. See you, see you next week, listeners, on the dark side of the moon. But anyway, we'll keep going. If you yeah. were to cook for your crush, what would you make? Uh, would you just order in pizza? Um whatever his favorite is i can cook anything okay weird flex um let's <laughs> yeah. play it safe full stop pasta full stop i'm pretty good with a grill and then just like a series of meats just yeah appearing on a barbecue it's a very weird arrangement of meat like you're summoning some kind of chicken god i hate that yeah they're all pointing at the one in the middle it's no good um i took a sushi making class once ellipsis um or cookies, yep, for dinner. Um, what, the, all these choices are not great. The pasta mm. looks unappetizing as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably just order gonna... a pizza, honestly. Yeah, that's good. Like, I get that it's I'm gonna not go the assignment. I'm going to for the weird flicks. Yeah. I get that it's not the assignment and that, like, I'm not cooking, but I'm being real with myself. Like, this pizza looks great. I'm ordering that. Mm. Uh, nice <laughs> and i'm saying pink floyd are good with a grill that tracks yeah yeah um what is your guilty pleasure i literally just love walks on the beach Fair. reality tv video games mm. a candlelit bath i'm all about this adult coloring book thing <laughs> and then out of nowhere a basket of puppies wow how is that a guilty pleasure jesus <laughs> yeah. um I'm all about this adult coloring book thing is a hilarious answer. The specificity of that. Mm. Fucking hell. Um, That's Pink Floyd's answer. My, I don't... Video games is the correct answer for me. Uh, yeah, I don't have a basket of puppies. There please. is zero guilt about that, but that is a pleasure. <laughs> um, anyway... What is your biggest turnoff? Lying. No time for that. Well, that's my answer. Um, smelly dudes. Come on. Showering's not that hard. I mean, that's also a turnoff. Aggressive driving. What are you trying to prove? Wow. Um, not answering back is a text too much to ask. Or lateness. Just leave on time. Clinginess. Let me do me. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I, me. I'm going to stick with my what I said just before, the lying thing. Okay. I'm going smelly dudes. Yeah. Gross. And Pink Floyd, obviously, with their song Time with all the clocks in it, must hate lateness, right? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Two more. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, listeners. How do you like to recharge after a stressful week? Going out with my girls. And that's definitely an unsplashed stock image I've used many times. Hell Yeah. I like my alone time, man staring at a lake. <laughs> All I need is my BFF hitting the gym. Is there a puppy option? I'll always pick the puppy option. Wow. And reading a book. Man, the one note puppy bent to this quiz is kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pick man by lake. I'm, I like my alone time. 
just vibing, you know, by the lake. Oh my god. Yeah. I love I've just seen the next question. <laughs> uh I'm going out with my girls, but I reckon Pink Floyd uh, reading a book? Yeah. That's what those lads would do. Oh, they're probably all like their alone time now. Yeah. Maybe. Oh my gosh, I have seen the next question too. It's wonderful. Okay. Pick a Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Ryan Philippe, who I don't know who they are. Um, he was in Cruel Intentions. Okay. Um, we've got Ryan Heger, which is a name I haven't heard in so long. That's Niger Heger <laughs> from YouTube fame, like back in like oh. 2005 or some shit. Insane. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing in my quiz? Um, <laughs> it's probably still like rocking now. I don't really know what happened to Ryan Heger, but shout outs to you for waltzing back into my life um ryan reynolds obviously ryan gosling uh side by side on my quiz um we've got ryan williams and ryan guzman hmm um as well uh i've got to go ryan here just because i'm like shocked that he's here <laughs> but i'm not clicking yeah. it yet i'm gonna click at the same time as you so that we get a oh good yeah um <sighs> I reckon because of the 90s kind of, like, you know, I think one of the, the first, last album to give us a band was in the 90s, Pink Floyd, and that kind of, like, sexy guitar sound. So I reckon they're going to say Ryan Philippe. Sure. And I'm going to say Ryan Gosling. All right. Lock it in. Let's see. Lock it in. Let's, Let's see which boy that we got. Okay. I have my result. Should I reveal... I'm very interested in what you got. Yeah. Okay. My uh, my perfect boy is John Ambrose, the guy that I correctly identified at the end of the movie. The, <laughs> the smart boy. Your ideal guy oh. is smart, driven, and knows what he wants out of life. He's got a lot going on just like you, but he'll always find time in his busy schedule to make sure you get some one-on-one time. There we go. Mm, that sounds like him. Accurate. That's oh. my perfect guy. <laughs> Uh, what do you get? Myself and our Pink Floyd answer were both <laughs> Kenny Donati, the unseen character. Oh, no. And then rivetedlit.com has made an assumption to his personality. It's entirely okay. based on the fact she met him in camp. Damn. Outdoorsy, sensitive, caring, and hilarious. Your ideal guy loves the great outdoors, and his perfect weekend is camping with all his best friends. What? As long as the two of you get a private tent. He wants to be your go-to guy, but doesn't want to lose his buds along the way. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like a character on like Grown Ups too. I feel like you're gonna get you're gonna lose that boy to Pink Floyd because he's just all about the bros. Yeah. You know, like I feel like you you're just gonna get left in the dust. I'm I'm sorry, but like no, I think yeah. that's just the reality. Yeah, Bleak. our private tent shared between the like eight of us is gonna be. <laughs> it's awful. gonna be real awkward. Someone make yeah. that. Make, make that film. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. then I'm in the background being very unsympathetic with John Ambrose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good no time for our miscommunications. Yeah. All right. That's enough of that madness. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my gosh. Until next time, we've been the boys that you've loved before. Yeah. Before we started taking that quiz then. Damn right. Um, <laughs> check out Sink Floyd on everything you like. Thanks yeah. for listening. Um, Thanks. We'll see you next week as we head to a haunted hill. Woo. And yeah, I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been James Barron. And we'll see you 
on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Goodbye, listeners. A sweet song.